630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Taking a look at those temperatures, minus 29 tonight. Another cold one after a really cold weekend, uh, extremely cold, record-breaking cold weekend. Um, some most pets are just like, nah, you're not sending me outside. Dogs, you got to send them out, whether it's on the deck and, and in the backyard, uh, taking them for very short walks, maybe putting the sweater on uh, the booties. I do have an outdoor cat, and he is braver than most cats, I think. He does go out occasionally for very short short spurts and of course if he has gone longer than five minutes he does have a gps collar because he ran away on me uh one time and i'll never forget that so i always know where he is and he does come back on his own very very quickly um but some animals were out way longer than that over this uh, recent cold snap uh, the uh, alberta spca responded to dozens of calls of animals um domestic animals also uh livestock as well out in the extreme cold snap that weren't doing very well leon niblock is uh, the executive director of the aspca good morning leon Morning, Stacy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, nice and warm here in the studio. How many calls were you? Uh, <laughs> did you have to attend to over the last week or so? You know, between uh, last Friday and Monday, which is when it was really, really cold, uh, we had about 70 calls. And so for some perspective, the weekend before that, we had about 20. So definitely a massive mm-hmm. spike um, with the really cold weather. So people calling because they were concerned? obviously yeah, yeah yeah so people are concerned about the animals out in the cold um you know they may be driving down the highway and see horses and cattle in the field or they see dogs and cats out and because of the incredibly cold temperatures they thought to call us which uh, you know the number was really high uh, which is a bad thing because we don't want animals to be out in the cold but it's a really great thing too because it know it tells us that people know to call us if they think an animal is in distress so um folks just worried about animals being outside um in the cold across Alberta. Um, and so, you know, one of the most important things we want to do is really thank the people who called, like I said, but also our partners in the community, because sometimes, uh, you know, we have the entire province under our mm-hmm. under our uh, control. And so sometimes we're not as close um, as some of our other um, partner enforcement agencies. So they can get to the animals in distress and check on it um, quicker than we can sometimes. So we really want to thank not only the people who called, but also those local officers who, who were out there with our officers in the cold, making sure animals were okay. So what did you find? Any concerning cases? No, no, nothing um, terribly concerning out, um, out of those 70 calls. You know, often it's a case where our officers can get a hold of the owner of the animal and talk to them and make sure that they know that a call has been made and they can check in and, and uh, have those uh, owners of the animal check in on their animals. Or our officers are out, um, you know, uh, not, not going to say 24-7, but they're out all the time and when we get a call that we need to investigate. They certainly go and check and have a conversation with those owners if they can um, track down the owners. And in some cases, often, um, all year, not just in the cold, we do have to move in and either seize those animals or have them surrender to us. So that would be very normal practice, that if an owner just says, you know what, I can't I can't change the situation that these animals are in, or we, our officers decide that the situation is really untenable, then, then we do um, move and seize those animals or have them surrendered to us. But there wasn't anything that was, I would say, incredibly out of the ordinary um, in the bitter cold, things that we would expect, uh, just a high number of calls coming in because it was so cold. So people driving past a field um, and, and seeing seeing uh, cattle in the middle, obviously frigidly cold. Are they okay in these kind of temperatures? 
For the most part, they are, you know, so if uh, the producers have done a good job preparing them for the winter and making sure that they've been fed all year and they have that, that fat that helps them contend with the, with the really cold weather, animals, uh, livestock in Alberta generally do pretty well um, in, the really cold, in the really cold weather. The Animal Protection Act does say that owners and caretakers of animals do need to provide shelter from, in the word is injurious, which just means really harmful, heat or cold, <clears throat> excuse me, and protection from the elements. So, you know, we talk about shelter and it comes in many forms. Um, if it's a dog, they, they, you know, need to have a dog house that they can go in if they want to. Um, but horses and cattle, they also need access to shelter from, uh, from wind and, and rain and snow. Um, they need access to clean water that doesn't freeze. And I'll tell you, I was checking my, my water trough over the weekend several times to make sure it didn't freeze over because anyone who's lived on a farm knows that that is just the worst thing that you go out in the morning and see your trough is frozen over. So horses and cattle do need access to good good food, hay or forage. Um, Eating snow isn't enough. They do need access to that water um, and they do need to be checked on. But, you know, people call us sometimes and they say, oh, we saw cattle out in the field and they had snow on their backs and they're worried about them. Uh, And that's actually not a bad thing. It means that, uh, you know, it's like snow on your roof. It means you have good good insulation and, and those animals are doing okay. If the producers haven't done a good job preparing their animals, their livestock for the winter season, then that's when people have more um, concerns about skinny livestock or livestock that don't have access to shelter. And that's when our officers will definitely go in and check and make sure that those animals either can be put in a situation that is better for them, or if we have to move through the process and either seize or have those animals surrendered to us. So obviously you got a lot of calls, dozens of calls from big hearted people concerned about maybe the dog in their backyard or or the horse that they see in, in a neighbor's field. How does one know if an animal is in distress, whether it be, uh, you know, a domestic pet or, or livestock? Yeah, so we, you know, people can't know. They're not trained uh, to know. So they have a gut feeling or a sense. They say um, they've been watching maybe that dog for weeks and they, they see that it's never gone inside or it never has, looks like it has clean water. And that's when people tend to call us. So, um, you know, if the animals look really thin, they don't have access to good food or good shelter, that's when people call us. And that's when our officers who are trained um, to do health assessments in the animals can go in and have a look and get their hands on those animals if possible um, and and then decide if there if something needs to be done often and what is a really good scenario is our officers can go to those places check the animals help the owner maybe they're having just a really difficult situation in that moment in time help the owner find out if maybe we can help with food or if they just need advice on how to improve the conditions um, and that is that is a good solution often but if that's not uh, an option then our officers do have to keep on that file and keep their eyes on those animals and work through the process and work through the system. Um, most animal welfare organizations uh, in North America and Europe operate from something we call the five, five freedoms. And if people want to Google it, it's interesting to read. But So freedom from hunger and thirst, freedom from discomfort, freedom from pain, injury or disease, freedom to express normal behavior so they don't have proper facilities to move around and do what they would normally do, and freedom from fear and distress. So if people think about those five freedoms and they're watching animals and they think, huh, that doesn't look right to me, that's when they should call. And I guess we have the responsibility if we are pet owners or livestock owners to make sure that they're okay. For pet owners, uh, are they okay for short periods of time and do they really need those booties if they're heading outside? (laughs) 
I'm not a vet, so I'm not going <laughs> to give anyone advice on what they do or don't need. I'll tell you, my dog, her, she picks up her feet when she's out there, and I think, okay, time to go in. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was listening to you earlier, and certainly they have to go out, uh, you know, a lot of the times. But for sure, you know, if, if you're cold, they're cold, right? If mm-hmm. you're too hot, if your feet are too hot on the pavement, their feet are too hot on the pavement. So uh, we do ask our, our pet owners to be um, responsible and think about um, the position they're putting their animals in. You know, with cattle and horses, um, you can't move them inside as much as someone might want to. I told my mare, <laughs> I wish I could bring you in the house with me. She doesn't want in the house. She's prepared for this cold weather. She gets a winter coat. She has shelter. She has food. She has water. And they will do just fine for the most part. It's the animals that aren't already healthy or in a good situation mm-hmm. when these cold snaps hit that are really in trouble. All right. I'd, I'd love to see pictures of your mare in your house, though. So if, I, if that ever I will happens, send you, yeah. <laughs> if I can get her in, yeah. Thanks, Leanne. You might need a bigger door. Uh, Leanne, Thanks, Casey. Leanne Niblock is the executive director of the Alberta SPCA. They had to attend to 70 calls of animals in distress, but no charges were laid. They they talked to the owners and all of the animals were eventually okay. But of course, people you know driving by may not be familiar with livestock and, and, and how they are being treated and, and maybe not particular with the owner of that, uh, that farm. And so obviously just doing their job and doing their due diligence to make sure that these animals are safe.